Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode with Created. I am so excited that you could join us um, yet again and this time we are in the process of doing a series on motherhood and I get the honor and privilege to have one of my really dear friends come and join us um, this week. I have been trying to get this woman to be on this podcast and we're in season three and it has finally happened. It's okay, Paula, you can laugh. <laughs> she, I tried to hold my laughter. She is like holding in her laughter and I'm like, it's okay, it's fine. You're right by my side. You can let it out. <laughs> So, so we we are so excited to have her. Um, I know Emily and Amanda have not met her in person, but I've had so much about her. Um, and this is a woman who inspires me when it comes to motherhood. I have to say, okay. Um, if my mom listens to this, she might be like, "Why am I not inspiring you?" She does. My mom inspires me, but you know, she inspires me in a whole different way. Um, and I'm just so excited that we get to have her come on and be with us and. She share some of the things that God has been doing in her life. So I think we're just going to go straight into it because I feel like Paula just has a lot of nuggets to share with us and I don't want to take away that time. So Paula, why don't you introduce yourself and let our creative community know who you are? Awesome. Thank you, Taffy. Hello, everyone. So um, my name is Paula. Um, I've been married for 10 years now and I have three children who are nine, six and four. Um, I also homeschool my children. So um, that's a whole <laughs> a whole another side of motherhood, I guess, but I absolutely love it. And then my husband and I also pastor a local church in England. Oh, my goodness. That's so- so you do a lot and you have a lot on your on your plate and on your hands I yeah love that um have it, did you and your husband meet in England you both from yes we did so we actually met at the church that we now oh. pastor oh my so yeah it was after the service and our eyes just locked in the coffee hall <laughs> They actually, yes, literally, that's what happened. (laughs) Well, eyes, he was actually sat at a table, and I had walked into the coffee hall, and our eyes caught. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh, that's really awkward. He goes to my church, I can't just turn away, I need to go and say hello. So I walked over to say hello, and then that was it. We just did not stop talking until all of the tables were being packed up around us. And then I remember walking away and I wrote on my phone, love at first sight, only time will tell. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, (laughs) 13 years together, 10 years in, I'm like, yeah, it was love at first sight. Oh my gosh, that (laughs) is like the cutest story ever. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I have to, I have to share a snippet of how I actually met Paula. <laughs> so um, Paula had gone to do YWAM in Townsville. Can you imagine, what? Amanda? That's that's actually how I got introduced to YWAM what? through Paula. Um, but uh, so <laughs> so the thing is that she had gone to do YWAM in um, in Townsville in Australia, and uh, we had just planted a church from the main church in our local area where we live. And was Sean an intern? Or he was helping. Mm. No, he had he, just. He wasn't in. He, he wasn't in. He was no, he wasn't an intern. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was helping at church and he decided because he comes from this area where we planted this church and he wanted to be a part of that team and everything. So, um, so he would come every single Sunday. He lived in a, in a different city where the main church is. So he would come every single Sunday and do set up and, you know, we just became friends. And then, so he's like, oh my goodness, Taffy, my girlfriend is coming from back from Australia. You're, you're going to love her. She's amazing. But in this, really, he made it seem as if we were friends. 
so when she came back he was like oh my girlfriend's here Tavi um Paula as if we were like best friends <laughs> and I'm like I do not know who this girl is and I don't understand why this guy is pushing me to be friends and pretty much the rest is history though that was it <laughs> and then we became such good friends that he knew it's crazy so Tav did you go to Townsville because of Paula actually yes I did oh my gosh I was like I I oh actually also I did but then um Mark Parker who's one of the yeah. um speakers and lecturers he was the one who was going to do the DTS and she was like Taffy you have to do this he is because amazing Mark this is, is the one that you it. need to go to <gasps> um but I was already going I just didn't make it for the January school which I think might have been the one that you were on Amanda oh, wow. no I might have been the DTS I was no was it the one before July 2014 well, your July school I okay. was All right. the year before you. Yeah. But so, thank you, yeah. Paula. Because without <laughs> you, you know, there would be no I know, It's, it's so life. funny because when she decided to stay in YWAM, I was like so upset. I was like, but that was meant to be my life. How comes you're getting to stay? I was like, God, that's not fair. Yes. Oh, my God. But I, yeah uh, so happy for her <laughs> i know oh, it's so funny how the lord works isn't it oh my gosh yeah, amazing okay, so paula when did you do your dts then what year so so i did my dts in 2010 okay yes i did october 2010 and then i came back in 2011 oh my goodness to west end the West End base. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, and yeah, I just absolutely loved it. It was life changing oh. for me. So I think, yeah, when I came back, I was like, Taffy, you've got to go. I do, and I just thought, if you've got a season in your life where you know you haven't got a lot of responsibilities and you can quit your job, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and just take time out, then it is so it's so worth it. Yeah, so worth it. Oh, that is amazing. It, it took me about three years yes. three years yeah. to yeah. actually finally go from the time that she went yeah so well actually four four yeah because you came so. back in 2011 yeah. and then i went 2015 oh wow yeah, yeah. oh yeah, wow no. yeah <laughs> there we go oh so good okay now to move on to the topic of the day i have the first question other though i just peppered you with ywm questions but you know kindred spirits over here <laughs> that's, um, fine, that's fine okay so on the topic which obviously our podcast is all about is worth an identity but talking about motherhood can you share how motherhood has just um shaped that your worth your value how you um view yourself in that kind of aspect in motherhood um, yes, so I I think, and it might just be really cliche and <laughs> sound like it's the right thing to say, but I do really believe that mother motherhood has shaped me in such a beautiful way. And the the reason being, I remember when um I was pregnant with my first daughter, and I remember how everyone was would talk to me and talk to me about all of the horrors of motherhood and all of the how hard it's going to be and how it's going to suck basically suck the very life out of you <laughs> and you've got to be so close to God because it's going to mess up your relationship with God in your marriage and all of these things and I remember when I had when I, I when I had my daughter and I remember thinking to myself, there was something people forgot to say. And yes, there was going to be sleepless nights and all of those things, but they forgot to mention that you would be madly in love with this child that God has given you. And when you're in love with someone, it makes even the hard times a lot easier. And so I remember just my mindset really being that, I, I don't want to be shaped by motherhood by taking on all of the negative things that people have said and I feel like I made just choices in my life was that actually God you've given me this blessing and therefore you're going to let it be a blessing in my life and was just allow, allowed motherhood not to um 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say motherhood defines me but it's a part of my life that I'm so thankful to God for and that actually when I look back at who I used to be and I'm and who I am now through motherhood I'm like okay God you knew you've allowed it to change me in 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 hard ways sometimes like don't get me wrong it's not easy but also allowed he's allowed it to shape me in ways that I don't think may would have happened if I didn't have my children I love that I think that your point like what you said about people telling you all the negatives is something that I really resonate with too and just like I think people mean well when they say like everything, like they're trying to prepare you, but but there is just so much joy that comes with it that for the most part, I would say just overwhelmingly covers all of the hard and all of the things that are really difficult. 100%, I agree. I think so many times we... Um, in in situation and in life events we it's the thing like what you were saying emily we want to prepare people for the reality of it but actually in the midst of preparing people for the reality of it we actually forget the goodness of of things and that's like that's one of the things we have to really be careful about that we don't celebrate so much the negative things about a situation and miss out on the goodness of how god had created it to be and And I think that's what I want, you know, even as people are listening, whether you're a mom right now or you want to be a mom, like, let's be very, like, alert and aware of areas where the enemy wants to rob us of a beautiful gift. Like, motherhood is such a beautiful gift that I think in this society, we've actually stopped celebrating the gift that it is. And so many people are struggling to to even have children that in those moments, it's like, no, actually, let's let's celebrate the goodness of what god has blessed us with yeah oh so good and i think what that point exactly i mean can you speak to maybe how even that view point or perspective helps you juggle all of the things that you juggle i know you mentioned you homeschool you are ministry and all of that i think so many times like you were saying people are like oh just wait till they're toddler just wait till they're this or just wait till you're back at work just wait till you're and you know like you're saying it's like yes but at the same time you know like the joy of the lord is our strength and you have to have it so true you will at being a first-time mom just having my first baby the love that you have for the this human is just like outrageous (laughs) but can you share (laughs) how maybe that or that and maybe other things helps you just juggle all of the responsibilities that you have yeah I, I think um what like one of the things that um I remember happening to me once was it was already when I was homeschooling my children and I just had had such a hard day and I was just kind of at a point where I don't know in my heart I was like god I don't think I can do this I can't do this anymore it's just too much and I remember I dropped my um kids to a friend's house quickly and I had just gone to nip to the shop to get some bits for them all and as I was heading back I I just sat in the car and just took a moment to breathe (laughs) and as I um as I was sitting there I looked up and I saw a woman and (laughs) and she was in a suit and she was walking like really fast and she like I don't know if she had like a bag or whatever but she dropped it and she just looked really flustered and I just in that moment felt the Holy Spirit say to me wherever you are there's times in life that are hard and it's time to like it's always going to be hard so you need to choose what hard you'd prefer if you go back to work and the kids go into school it's going to be hard when you're rushing to get them and you've got a workload on your on your head and then it's going to be hard when you're homeschooling them and you're with them all of the time and it really spoke to me because I've, I've made made me realize that sometimes in life we get we get this mindset that if something's hard then it can't be god 
if something's hard then it's not actually a blessing and that's very far from the truth that even our relationship with God our seasons of life there's hard times but that doesn't mean that that hard thing isn't a blessing from God and so it's about changing our perspective in those hard times and you know like for example when you look at the Israelites and they came out of Egypt and going through that wilderness was hard none of us can deny the fact that when you read it like oh that must have been awful yet the difference was they chose to moan about it and made that hardness (laughs) um it took away from being reminded of the blessing of actually we're free and so one thing I always have to try and catch myself when I feel like I want to moan or I want to be like oh god I can't do this I choose instead to be like, actually god this is a blessing my ch- I'm so blessed that I get to be a mom so in this hard times can you just help me god can you give me the strength can you give me the grace that I need because I can't do it without you and I think I've really got to a place in my life where I'm And obviously there's times where I try and act like I've got it all together, but I'm really with God, like, Lord, I can't do this. (laughs) I genuinely cannot do life without you, full stop. And I think that allows me to try and be as dependent on God as possible and depend on him for every little thing. And, you know, some, some people might have it all together and it's like, okay, good for them, but I don't. So I need every bit of God that I can get. And, um, and I've learned to be okay with that. (laughs) that's amazing um you 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 were talking about how um the part about how you need god and that how sometimes when we think of hardships we don't actually think that it's it's god that that is happening and and made me think of the scripture in james 1 um and i'm going to read it out for us and james 1 verse 2 and it says consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials and many of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking in anything if any of you lacks wisdom he must ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him Mm -hmm. and i think just even as you were explaining that story you painted such a beautiful picture of do you know what i cannot do this without god like i need him every step of the way but in needing him you're asking him Lord how do I best parent my child like in that moment when you were in that car and you were like do you know what I'm so I'm so over this this homeschooling I'm so over this but as you saw that woman that the Lord ministered you in the in that moment saying that actually as you're going through life when you are faced with trials when you're faced with hard times it's actually purifying and perfecting the fullness of who god is wanting to create you to be and and i think so many times we run away from the hardships thinking oh it's going to steal away or take away from the goodness of what god wants to do but actually he's just purifying he's just really purifying and actually going do you know what this attitude that you have it's not going to help you when these good things that I have in store for you or when you're going to face this kind of situation but as you walk through this you're learning what it means to depend on me so yeah I just love how you you explain that so good (laughs) I am so glad you brought that verse up Taff because I think that it really does encompass so much of a day-to-day mom's life and not that every day as a mother is like a trial or like something like I don't want it to sound like it's this horrible thing but there are definitely so many moments in the day at least I'm speaking personally as of late especially but that you're just exhausted or you aren't sure what to do in a situation of discipline or you kind of reached your end point for the day and to really learn to cling to the Lord and to see every part of motherhood as a gift even the hard times and I think that is the graciousness of God to give us like I've I think I've said this a million times on here already but like kids are like my favorite picture of the gospel I think because of so many reasons but specifically in this I think that they God just uses them so sweetly to refine 
us. And I feel like there has been no more refining time in my life than being a mom. And also no other thing in my life that has brought me closer to Jesus than my kids. And I think that gift from them is something that I will never, like I, they will never understand how much of a gift they are to me in that way of just like understanding God's love and graciousness and forgiveness. And I think in that too of like reminding yourself that it is, this will pass. Like also these little moments of being a mom and being tired and like pushing through all of the the stuff and even having to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to choose to have joy or I'm going to choose to like, you know, whatever in that moment to reflect more of Christ to my kids. That is an opportunity that we have and that we should take that opportunity and never, never miss it is something that I'm trying to remind myself in the hard times of like, how do I reflect Christ to my kids in these moments of hard and difficult and because ultimately my job as their mom is to be a reflection of Christ so that they can understand and know him more. But you also, Paula, have so much experience in ministry. You're juggling, like we said, homeschooling, ministry, like just life in general. How do you find that balance? What are some things that you've learned um, along that way, even like, yeah, like, how do you not put your kids to the side, focusing on each other? You know, ministry is a is a full commitment in itself. So will you just kind of tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, what, I think for me, one of the things that I um, always try to do is I think is not be led by Um, other people's expectations I think when it comes to like ministry and even even motherhood as well there's so many thoughts that can often come into my mind personally of oh what do other people think or what are they expecting me to do and I really have had to you know journey with that and kind of lay that thought down where actually the only thing I want to do is do what's best for my children and do what do what's do what God wants me to do ultimately that's the main thing is what is God asking me to do in this and I think when we take the pressure of other people's thoughts off of us it actually makes life a lot simpler (laughs) and a lot a lot easier so even when it comes to um ministry of my kids like I remember at times where I used to I I used to bring them along to evening stuff and thought yep that's that's how I want to do it and then there's been seasons where actually I want to this is a season where I just want to be enjoy being at home with them and putting them to bed in the evenings and and all of that sort of thing so I think there's a part of it where we have to get a balance where it's about getting a balance of um it's not either or it's about just doing the journey with your kids basically and so at the moment even though my daughters um my oldest is nine I'm not sure if they realize that they're pastor's kids yet or if all the expectations of that yet and I don't ever talk about it but what I do do is talk to them about their own relationship with God and so my my wanting them to grow in God isn't so other people can look and think oh wow they're pastor's kids and they're great that's far from it I want them to grow in God because I cannot wait for the day when they grasp the goodness of God and they truly fall in love with him and give give their lives wholeheartedly to him and so for me, when it comes to um, trying to balance ministry and motherhood, I'd say that, yeah, as I said before, it's not either or. Mm. It is just actually we're a family that love God and we want to live for God in our lives. And that entails having people over. That means sometimes that plans do get changed so we can go and help others or people can come and help us even um and things can change in that but um the aspect I try and put it as for my kids is that loving God is an adventure 
and it's a wonderful adventure where we don't know what God's going to ask us to do today or do this week and so when you bring your kids in on that adventure like the times when you know they've had to like we've had to go somewhere unexpectedly they're all for it because they're excited of wow we're, what are we doing for God how are we serving God and and that sort of thing but we also try to make sure that they always know that they they do come first that they're <laughs> that are there are babies and I, I I think maybe because I homeschool them as well we don't necessarily or we haven't yet had to deal with the aspect of them feeling like we're not around often mm-hmm. um and um like the church that we go to is absolutely amazing and I think we try and and most of the pastors if not all have families as well and so everyone cares about the importance of prioritizing your family and about kids coming first and doing what's best for your family but I just think God can God does it in an amazing way where he doesn't he doesn't let ministry be such a drain that your kids can't get the best from you if not it's far yeah, yeah I, I feel God allows us to do it in a way where we can grow together gosh I just love love what you have just said and I think no matter what or for anyone listening whether that is ministry or work or whatever the thing that i i stuck out to the most i think for me was just how you said whether you know you are pastors you homeschool all these things that maybe certain people place their identity in or um find validation or any of that type of thing first and foremost you said we're a family that loves god and like just the simplicity and the beauty of that and like walking from that space out into everything else then follows you know and i love how you say like you teach your kids that everything's an adventure you don't know what we're gonna do and i think that that helps them even understand that they are a part of the adventure right like they are the ones partaking and like figuring out what they can do for the lord and i love how that has changed their perspective too because you know sometimes you don't know like if things do you know pop up and it's unexpected and plans totally change or you have to drop things or expectations change that's hard sometimes for children and but the way that you have placed it in their heart to understand this is an exciting thing we get to do with the lord you know what a privilege that is just such a beautiful thing Yep. And I remember my husband, like, even recently saying that he, you know, he doesn't ever want the kids to grow up believing that um, church or serving God is a drain because it's not. Yes, there's times that we're tired and, <laughs> you know, we've had a we've had a hard day or whatever or whatever it, it may be. But loving people and being being uh, having the opportunity to for your life to be about serving others isn't isn't a drain and you know we watch Jesus do it so well when he stops even when he's on his way somewhere not because and he wasn't like oh great I've got to stop for you it was like wow no you're another person who matters and I think it um one thing for my kids as long as they know that they matter and they know other people matter as well it um hopefully help (laughs) helps make it that little bit easier um for them oh my goodness no i that's huge i think Uh even for you guys to place just valuing the individual or like and knowing i i think it's important and it speaks to the leadership that you guys hold and the leadership of the church that you guys are a part of knowing that the family unit right that's where change happens like even within a church that's where change happens it's within the family it's in the family dynamic it's in our homes and when that's not healthy a church can't be healthy and so that ability to have that as your heart and obviously walk that out i love your husband's clearly you can hear eli is also agreeing um you can hear that (laughs) in your husband's heart you know that he wants your kids to know that 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 is the most important thing you know that it's Mm -hmm. it is god but god does place such a value on the family and that us as a unit 
are the most important thing so that we can actually walk in the will of God, you know, and that yeah. that's just so beautiful. I just love what you said. I think you said it so beautifully as well. So I, I love how you, you looked at, um, at the, at Jesus's life. And I think so many times we miss out on actually going back to the word of God as our map of how to do life. Cause we look at it and we go, Oh, where's a mom that I can look at, you know, but actually in the way that Jesus walked his life, he's actually showing us different ways of navigating the, the, the things that we're going to be faced with, with in life. And just the way that you, you explained it and the way you depicted it, it was like, you know what? Yes, that is who Jesus was. You know, he made time for people. He, he wasn't moaning about ministry. He wasn't moaning about the responsibilities he had he actually was just going you know how am I loving the people around me but also how am I loving God um the father in that process and and I think if we just keep it as simple as that and we keep referring back to how are we loving the people around us and how are we loving God in the process which actually brings me to the, my next question so in the midst of doing all of these things and um I've been a part of your life for a little while now, and I know how crazy and busy it is. I am just wondering, Paula, in the midst of all of this, where do you get time to spend time with Jesus? <laughs> like, I am like with your three kids and homeschooling and pastoring a church, which you do amazingly, and um, how you just take care of the people around you. I'm just going, okay, where is the time where you and Jesus are having that personal, intimate time? Because I'm sure you do have it because, you know, we've had conversations. But I'm just thinking, where, where, where in your day <laughs> are you finding this time? <laughs> I, I <laughs> well it, it's it's definitely um been a journey for me um in spending in spending time with God but um <laughs> I think the, the main thing for me and I, I guess it's like most people it is mornings but also once again trying to bring your kids in on that and that isn't in on it in the sense of um like I just remember like there's times where I was trying to spend time with them and I'm getting fr- and like, I'm meant to be spending time with the all loving God and I'm getting frustrated at them like I'm trying to read my bible <laughs> and I'm like okay this isn't really working is it <laughs> it's not what God was hoping for when you know <laughs> I'd be spending time with him and loving my kids but um one of the things that I do and it changed it has definitely changed in seasons but one of the things that my kids are very aware of is that in the morning when and um it's changed recently actually but it was in the mornings mummy would spend time with Jesus from the very first moment that she wakes up so that means usually I'll still be in bed and I'm spending time with God so if you wake up and you need anything you need to just wait so you can either come and sit on the bed and join me and watch me read my bible and watch me pray and like you know journal and things like that but this is so important to me that I just want to spend time with God. And so they had this thing where they knew mommy's not getting out of bed until she spent time with Jesus. So the quicker <laughs> we leave her alone and go and play in our rooms or whatever, the quicker <laughs> she's going to come and attend to our needs. And so it was partly of wanting them to see that God comes first before anything. And he's so precious in my life. But another part of letting them have a window in of... um wow mom's spending time with God I could join in too so they've got the option where they can come and bring their bible as well and spend time with God as well because I thought actually I might as well use my times with God as as a teaching moment as well um and even to the point that oh it actually really blessed my heart and don't get me wrong I'm not even close to being like the best mom ever or anything like that but I remember Reese um well it was yeah this year I wasn't feeling very well and I was just lay lying on my sofa and my daughter came and brought me my bible and she said hey mom I've brought your bible for you because I know that it will help you um, <laughs> and, and it helps you when you spend time with God and I was just like you know you're like oh my goodness I just was like I want everyone to see this moment Lord look <laughs> but all jokes aside I was like wow God they they are learning and even in the grittiness of 
of motherhood when sometimes you think it's just that they're not seeing what you're doing I realize they they really are watching and they really are seeing what we value and what we prioritize and I want them to understand that God is a priority in our in my personal life and in our life as a family um so I guess yes yeah, so I guess that's the answer it's just trying and it's and it changes like I said it's not always it hasn't always been in the morning it is sometimes in the evening or just taking 10 minutes in 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 the day but one of the things I was really challenged by and um I guess I'll challenge any listeners by as I'm um, with as well was I remember um someone saying to me another mother once about their struggles in spending time with God like I just don't have the time I've got this going on I've got that going on and but then they were able to also tell me about the all the films they had watched that week they were able to tell me about um everything that's happening on Facebook and it made me realize that actually we 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 do have time (laughs) we really do have time as mothers and I get it like sometimes people love holding that card that oh I'm so busy in motherhood I've got time for nothing but my kids and I'm so drained and I get it do not get me wrong however it's not true it is not true we do have time even if it is that five minutes where you you can choose five minutes with God or five minutes scrolling on social media you can and I get don't get me wrong I know we all need um hobbies and things that we have that we want to be able to wind down and maybe chill out watching a film but even maybe before that film you could spend five or ten minutes just spending time with God and I think one of the things I've realized is that if I don't spend time with God, it goes back to my neediness, I guess. <laughs> if I don't spend time with God, it's not good for me. Yeah. It's really not good for me. And when I when I can get to that point where I can admit that in my life, it means I'm more I'm willing to do whatever I can to prioritize my time with God because I can't be a a good wife, a good mom, a good friend, a good pastor or any of those things if I'm not close to God and I just love it that God like when I do spend time with him and he gives me he, he just encourages you in the most beautiful ways that you sometimes don't even realize that you need that then gives you strength for that day and when something comes up in that day that's hard you're like oh god I'm so glad I spent time with you that's that's why you were saying that earlier it's good I <laughs> love what you know your boldness and not even boldness realness and yeah. really being able to point out because the reality is I, I think we do so quickly jump to those excuses which they're excuses you know and as uh taffy and i she's i think reading it i have just finished it uh the book by john mark comer the ruthless elimination of hurry and he's like i used to also just when people said oh i'm too busy let that kind of go but now i push back because the reality is we're not like when if you look at your phone and see how many hours like your daily usage is on your phone it's a quick like realization you know that we do have time and it's so true that that we don't know what the day holds but the lord does so when we actually spend time with him he gives us what we need for that day and it's like man knowing i loved how you were also pointing it to your quote-unquote neediness which is so not i think it's truly when we actually get to that point of recognizing we all need jesus that way like we are all just desperate for him that that is Mm. such a need of our life to come to him it really that's obviously just what makes it beautiful and that what we can get through on those hard times and difficult times so just love what you said one of the things i was thinking of when i was just talking or when paula was just talking was that For me, this has been an area that I have grown a lot, I would say, in the last, I don't know, my oldest is five. So in five years of just recognizing how to incorporate, like, I think for so long in my head, I had this idea of, like, what it needed to look like. And until it could look like the way that I thought it was with, you know, Mm. my my time alone with no one who's going to interrupt me 
like I needed to make it look, I don't know, in my head the way that I thought it should look that I couldn't have time. And for me, a lot of it was making the time. So like getting up early, like that's just something that I learned I have to do. For me, it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the morning before my kids wake up. And I think the Lord has been gracious to me and allowing me to like learn in this process of like not not being too hard on myself that I'm failing at it all the time, but also encouraging me that it the importance of it. And yeah. so now, like this year was a huge has been a huge growing year for me. And I would say it's the first time in even my adult life that I have really made it a routine. I think I would like sprinkle it here and there and like that worked for a while, but I think for my own life, I've realized like I need the routine of like in the morning before the kids wake up. Does that happen every day? No, I would be lying if I said that it did. Like my hope and my my uh, the goal is for it to happen every day, but it doesn't always look like that. But I love what you said, Paula. My oldest, he's been he'll get up early. And he'll now, like, if I haven't, um, like, if I'm not, usually I come downstairs now and I, like, sit and I read and I journal and all that. And he will come running into my room, like, Mom, did you already read your Bible? Like, I want to read my Bible with you. Um, <laughs> and on days when I'm like, ooh, actually, I'm, like, running behind. So, like, I wasn't going to do that. I'm like, yes, I am. And I haven't read my Bible yet. So let's go do it. <laughs> Um, but it has been like a sweet reminder. And I think too, like the thing is, and I love what you said about this too, Paula, and this is just something that I know that God, like I said before, God's been gracious. Like it's not going to look exactly like we are. I mean, for me, at least the way that I was thinking in my head all the time, but what he has reminded me of constantly is even if I'm listening to the word, and I'm, you know, soaking it in that way for that day. Like, if I can't sit in my chair and for whatever circumstances happen, a kid is sick or whatever, like, any way that I can get in my time with the Lord is worth it and fills me up so that I can go into the mind. Like, the Lord's really been pressing on my heart right now, like, having the mindset of Christ. And we can't do that unless we are in His Word and we know His Word and we, like... Mm. If we go into our day with that on our minds, and so I think, like, that's a lot of, <laughs> just kind of what you said, too, but I think that <laughs> I, like, echo the importance, and, like, my friends and I have been talking so much about, like, social media, and just, like, the distractions of TV and shows as well, and just, like, the conviction of our own hearts to be, like, not only is it taking away from my time with the Lord, it's taking away from my time with my children and like things like that. So I love that you brought that up. And I think that that is such a needed, a needed thing for us to just recognize and not saying that we can't be on social media or we can't watch shows. That's not what I don't think you're saying either. Like it's not that those things are terrible. It's just that when they are coming in place of, or if we are saying we don't have time for getting into the word and spending time with Jesus, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, def definitely. And I think it's just that reminder, that time with God. Like, I think there's been times in my life where I've really, without realising, have got to the point where it's become a chore. And it's like a, yep, I did spend time with God. Yep, I did spend time with God. And God doesn't want it to be like that for, for anyone, you know, regardless of... um whether you're a mother or not or what season of life you are he wants it to be enjoyable for us as something that we look forward to just as much as he does and um and I think sometimes that's just um not not 
believing that I think I had this really bad belief in me that when I didn't spend time with God that God was angry with me and then actually at times because I felt like I let myself down I then wouldn't spend time with him again because I'm just (laughs) and then it gets yourself into a silly cycle when actually God just can't wait to spend time with Mm -hmm. us and that's how I see it now is that God you you long to spend time with me as much as I long to spend time with you and you God knows our season and so he's not there um think looking at you like oh yep I know you've got a lot going on but you must spend time with me it's more like you've got a lot going on why don't you just come to me for some rest for a moment why don't you come to me and be refreshed and that's how I try and see it now is that actually coming and being with God refreshes me and it's something that is good for my life so good all right so we would not be able to do this justice if we did not talk about your three little children (laughs) no just for five seconds because they had an important message for all of you listeners that they were like mommy you have to tell the listeners this little thing so paula would you describe to us your three children (laughs) and i think i just want to add a little bit to that what has each child taught you okay yeah yeah, so describe your three children because they really wanted the listeners to know that. And then in that, what has each child taught you? Okay, so um, child number one, <laughs> Media, um, wanted me to let you all know that she is the crazy one. <laughs> child number two, Charlotte, wanted everyone to know that she's the flexible one. And then my child number three, Jeremiah, we called him Jerry, wanted everyone to know that he is the sporty one. So... <laughs> That was a special request for, for um from them. So I guess um <laughs> they're so funny. I think child number one, so Amelia, my oldest, um taught me to not compare and to enjoy my journey of motherhood. And I think it was because I you know you don't know what to expect so you listen to everyone else initially and I really learned with her that actually I wanted to find my journey of motherhood for myself that um yeah and that's what I think I found with her that actually this is my journey of motherhood and I didn't know how much I'd love motherhood she's the one who made me realize I love this season and it was just yeah I just fell in love with being a mom and fell in love with her um my second child child number two taught me that it doesn't matter if it doesn't go to plan (laughs) (laughs) she is so like that yes yep she is that it is okay if you don't get to do the things that you wanted to do and just to um enjoy it she really taught me to enjoy every part of the journey I think I when obviously child number two comes that means you have two and it feels like a juggle at first and felt really just like ah this is hard this is crazy like everything's not going how I thought it would go but I just was able just to learn to enjoy the ride with her and with both of them and then I guess my son my third child has really taught me to pause has taught me to pause and really um I guess a same similar enjoy the journey but to pause and to just be still in a way and realizing how quick it goes I think having my third and final child I realized oh my days this is going way too fast for my liking and I was able just to try and enjoy every little moment um moment with him um so you said final child is that it yes even if (laughs) even if auntie taffy said that you know maybe no more no more (laughs) but i I was gonna say one one thing as well that my kids really um god has really spoken into my heart is that he made me to be their mother and it really blessed my life because especially when it comes to if anyone struggles with comparing or anything like that and I am the best mom for my kids he chose me he knew exactly what journeys they'd go through exactly the trials that my kids would go through or the areas that they'd need discipline in and for whatever reason he decided that I would be the the best person to be their parent and that's really encouraged me to not to like 
to help in a way it's encouraged me to champion other mums because I'm like when they're like oh I don't know if I'm getting this right I'm like of course you're getting it right God called you to be their mom mm-hmm. I can't be their mom I, I wouldn't know what to do with that <laughs> child because he didn't ask me to mm-hmm. but he asked you to and it's really encouraged me because now even when there's times that you know whether it's whether it is discipline or things that they're going through I'm like God you're gonna speak to me and tell me what to do because you've asked me to be the one to raise them to know you and so yeah that just always blesses my heart when I remember that it's me it's me he chose for those kids well Paula thank you so much for coming and joining us today and we have been so honored having you around and um not because I'm biased because you're my friend um (laughs) but because you just you're really one of those friends that I I value your journey with God but also you always inspire me and I know we're in different seasons in our lives and we Um, have different events that happen in our life but I feel like in every season that we have gone through even if it's different we have known how to champion each other and be there for each other in those seasons and you have taught me what it means to do that for other people who aren't in the same season that I am in but you know thank you so much Um, I don't know if Emily and Amanda have just some parting words to say to Paula as we um oh yes Oh, go band. You go, and then I'll go. <laughs> I was going to say, I, being a first-time mom, and I have an eight-month-old now, everything you have said has just been so encouraging to my heart, and I know to everyone listening, whether you're a mom or not, I think everything that you have said has been so applicable just to life, and um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom. Seriously, everything you said, I was like, oh my goodness, yes, yes and amen. Like, that was so good. So, yeah, thank you, Paula. We really appreciate it. I love it too. And I I just wish that you guys didn't live so far away from us because... I just wish that we could all be closer friends and our babies could hang out together and you have just so much wisdom Paula and being just like a tiny bit behind you it is always so sweet to just hear the encouragement from another godly woman who is raising her kids to just love Jesus and I I could just talk to you for a long time because I just I love your heart and I think we share just so many joys of motherhood and just the love that yeah God has given us and through our children too so thank you so much I also appreciate you organizing for your kids to be watched and you know coming and taking time I know it's hard and so we just really really appreciate you being here and the time that you took so thank you very much you're very welcome thank you so much for having me I've honestly loved spending time talking with you all it's been a pleasure (laughs) well um, thank you creative family that was another episode on motherhood Um, please continue to join us as we delve into all that God has for us and who he has created us to be Um, but that's it from now and have a great week everyone thank you so much for listening to the created podcast don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.